श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री मानुबान की जाय श्री अद्वैत सप्तमी की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम नंदे बोलो सो गैदर दिस मॉर्निंग ऑन द अपीयरेंस डे ऑफ श्री अद्वैत आचार्य हियर इन मानुबान at the uh, shelter of Sri Siddhaji Gopal and so I'm going to speak briefly about the significance of Advaita Charja. He is discussed at some length in the sixth chapter of the Adi Leela of Chaitanya Charitamrita and there Krishnadas Kaviraj explains in some detail, at some length, his two Mongol verses that appear in the first chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, two out of whatever it is, 14 Mongol verses, the two that pertain to Advaita Charya. I've lectured in, in the past on those verses more than once. Today I'm going to depart from that tradition slightly and um, speak from the Chaitanya Charitamrita's third chapter. The third ch- chapter in the Adi Lila, that is, the third chapter there is an explanation of the Ashirvad sloka of Chaitanya Charitamrita, a beautiful verse that was originally written by Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami wrote this verse as uh, an introductory verse glorifying the deity of his book. Um, which eventually became two books, Lalita Madhava and Vidagda Madhava, by the direct intervention of Radharani in the form of Satyabhama, who came to him in a dream and told him to divide the two leelas, the Vrindavan leela and the Mathura Dwarka leela, into two separate dramas. So at any rate, Rupa Goswami wrote a beautiful uh, verse glorifying the deity of his book, And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced Rupa Goswami to the other devotees in Puri, uh, they had some conversation with him about the dramas he had written, these Rasik dramas and so forth. And they were asking, I believe Ramana Roy was asking some technical questions about the dramas. And what uh, did you write for this verse and for that verse? There's certain, uh, like in any undertaking, literary undertaking, there are some rules and so with with drama. At any rate, when he asked about the verse that glorified the deity uh, of the book, who presided over the book, then Rupa Goswami sang this beautiful verse. Sanarpita charim charat karunayabhattina karu. Samarpaitam unatojula rasam sabakti sriyam hari purata sundara duti kadamba sandi pitaha sadarhidaya kandares purato vasachi nandana. And uh, it's a beautiful verse uh, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a bit embarrassed upon hearing it uh, in the mood of a devotee of himself as he was in. Uh, Anyway, it is this. At any rate, it is this verse then that uh, Krishna's Kaviraj got, 
Goswami chose to uh, use as his Ashirvad verse in his Mangala Charan. Ashirvad means a blessing, so the verse that gives a blessing to the readers. He uh, positioned this verse in that place in his Chaitanya Charitamrita. It constitutes the fourth verse of his Mangal Charan, and the third chapter of the Adi Lila is dedicated to explaining that verse. And I want to speak from that verse because this verse is very much about Advaita Charya. Something you might not have thought of, perhaps, but it does come out uh, towards the end, the very end of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's explanation of his verse. There is another important verse that I want to cite also that all of you are familiar with, or should be, a verse written by Rupa Goswami, which is um, was said to have been uttered by him in, in Prayag, where Rupa Goswami and his brother Balaba, it's on top, met with um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where Rupa Goswami was instructed there by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in all of the truths that he eventually wrote about under the inspiration and order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, it goes something like this. He offered this prayer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, among others. Namo Mahabodhanaya, Krishna Prima Pradayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gora Tushe Namaha. I selected this verse because the prominent feature of this verse, or at least the verse, the, the prominent part that is usually brought out is the description of the guna or the quality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The verse beautifully speaks of his rupa, his form, his name, his qualities, and his lila. So what is the guna? It begins with this, and this is what the verse is perhaps most highlighted for. Namo, my respect, Mahavadanaya. Namo Mahavadanaya. So I offer my respect to he whose, whose guna, whose quality, whose character is Mahavadanaya. It means uh, supremely magnanimous, charitable, who is the supreme paramount example of compassion. Namo Mahavadanaya. His Leela is Krishna Prema Pradayate. He gives Krishna Prema. Hmm? Namo Mahavadanaya, Krishna Prema Pradayate, Krishnaya, he's Krishna. Krishnaya, Krishna Chaitanya, Namne. His Nam, his name is Krishna Chaitanya. And Gauru Tuise. His form is of golden complexion. So he has a golden form hmm? rather than a dark form. Antar Krishna, as Jiva Goswami said, Bahir Gauram. Inside is Krishna. Black. Sham. And outside is golden. Luminous. Shedding light on himself. The nature of his self. The nature of his descent. And 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 
illumining the world thereby hmm? with the opportunity to join him in his private life. Hmm? Krishna Leela, the Braja Leela. Golden complexion, although he is Krishna. His name is Krishna Chaitanya. He is Krishna. Hmm? He gives Krishna Prem as his, his play, as if it's a play thing to give out Krishna Prem to anyone and everyone. Hmm? And he is characterized in this way, Mahabodhanyaya, most magnanimous. So the Mahabodhanyaya, magnanimous, charitable, compassionate aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this has much to do with Advaita, and this is all about, really, what the uh, third verse, fourth verse, excuse me, of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, fourth Mongol verse of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is all about. As esoteric as it is, this verse, and we'll go into it a little bit, it speaks about the exoteric aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When we hear about the exoteric reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's extent, uh, descent, we are overwhelmed by how esoteric it is. But <laughs> it remains the exoteric reason for his descent, informed, no doubt, by the esoteric reasons, which are, by contrast, super esoteric, such that they make the esoteric reasons for his descent, uh, the, the external reasons, which seem esoteric, exoteric in comparison. Hmm? Complicated. <laughs> so, exoteric. Exoteric here means then, what? Samarpaitam, uh, anarpitam, samarpaitam, and mahabodhanaya. Anarpitam, for a long time, this kind of grace, this kind of benediction, this kind of charity has not been given to the world. And in his appearance, samarpaitam. Anarpitam, samarpitam. That which is not given, rarely given, hardly ever given, we can almost say never given. Hmm? Not in this day of Brahma, which is a long, long, practically incalculable time. We could calculate it on a computer, but to think about it is very, very difficult. Hmm? Not for a long, long time has this been given, and now it's being given completely a benediction, a very extraordinary. Samarpaitam unotojala rasam sabakti sriyam. Anarpitam charim charat kalo. Not for a very long time has this been given, and now it's being given in a big way. What is that? This dispensation of uh, Krishna Prema that constitutes the, op- the opening the doors to the opportunity to, uh, for the jivas to enter into the Ujjwala Rasa of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the Chaitanya, uh, of Krishna, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to taste. Hmm? He goes on then to say, may that lion like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enter the cave of your heart, which is dark and full of dark things and uh, elephantine-like, big means, um, 
desires and uh, 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 impiety be uh, be driven out by his presence let him reside there and encourage us with the with the courage hmm, of of a lion i mean the devotees of chaitanya mahaprabhu the associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu at this time of his appearance they were in need of support they were in need of courage hmm. they were not well received with their uh, holding of Sankirtan under the auspices of Advaita. And Advaita is no small person. Of the three Prabhus in the Panchatattva, Advaita is one. Advaita, Nityananda, and Chaitanya. Hmm? All Vishnu Tattva. So he's no small person by any means. The Mahavishnu of, of Gorlila, he was the, the most venerable uh, leading Vaishnav in Nadia, and uh, he had a group, small group, we get the impression, of people participating in his Bhagavat discourse, where he would emphasize the Vaishnav conclusions, Vaishnav Siddhanta in his Bhagavat discourse, in his Sankirtan. Hmm? There was, in vast majority, opposition to all of this. And um, the devotees were a little, in spite of being under the auspices of Advaita, which you'd think would be extraordinary, uh, and, it, and it was, still they were feeling somewhat intimidated. Such was the influence, then, we can imagine, of Kali Yuga. This is the idea. It's contrasted like this. Even though Advaita is the Mahavishnu and he's conducting the Sankirtan, <laughs> still the influence of Kali was powerful and intimidating. So, so he felt a need to uh, remedy the situation, to encourage uh, the devotees. And this then is after a, a lengthy explanation of his verse, Krishna's, this Rupa Goswami's verse, uh, Advaita Charja concludes this chapter on Rupa Goswami's verse with the description of the times and the calling of Advaita that brought about the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this Advaita, Mahavishnu, what is his position? As Mahavishnu, of course, he is the overlord of the world. And so he is in proximity to the world comparatively, considerably by comparison to Krishna, who is a deity far removed, really, uh, from the world. Although he advents within it, hmm, we know he remains under the influences of his Sarup Shakti, and that Sarup Shakti has him in the embrace of his devotees. He's endowed with Prema Madhurya, which makes him even forgetful of his own divinity. Hmm? And certainly he has uh, no... Uh, direct experience of material suffering. So he is comparatively to Advaita described as being distant from the world. We know he comes in human form and he validates the human sensibility that love is what makes the world go round and and he becomes fully human and 
in a sense of falling in love and so forth. But this is all in the context of bhakti rasa and, um, and the, the heights of bhakti rasa. So at the same time, he's distanced from the world in as much as the world is about suffering. We can say he comes to the world, and he does. Paritranaya sadhudam vina shaya He comes to protect the devotees, to do away with the miscreants, primarily then of the two, to, to, to protect the devotees. And so he comes for devotees. He comes to protect them from the pangs of separation that they're feeling from him. This means a very high devotee who's attained surup siddhi. He comes for them. They need to take birth in his leela on earth in order to fully develop their stai bhav whether it be Sakyarasa, Sakya or uh, Madhurati, in terms of Pranay, Rag on Rag, Bhav Mahabhav, and so forth. This is all requires the association of his e- eternal retinue, his associates, and so forth. So for them he comes to protect them from the pangs of separation. This is, the, in one sense, the measure of Krishna's compassion. He says, I dwelling in their hearts... Yeah, what is it? Illumine them with the lamp of uh, jnana dipena, of knowledge, out of compassion for them. Hmm? His compassion extends to those devotees. That's no small thing. The pain of prem in separation exceeds the pain of material existence in rounds of birth and death. It burns like fire. Of course, it's blissful at the same time. <laughs> But this is who Krishna tenders to hmm, in his uh, uh, compassionate outreach. And as a byproduct of that, of course, the people in the world in general um, benefit from his association and are cooled from the pangs of the suffering that arises from identification with material objects, attachments, and so on and so forth. Advaita charge, as I say, by comparison, is closer to the world. He's closer to the problem, closer to the suffering. Hmm? It is said that out of joy, the one, that is Mahavishnu, becomes many. Hmm? But the many suffer. This is the question of theodicy. You know, the, the world, there's evil in the world, but God is supposed to be all good. But my reply to that on today is, well, is a mother blamed for the suffering of her child in the womb? Jayadvaita. Hmm. Of course, some people might say there is no suffering in the womb for the child, but uh, the Bhagavatam has a slightly different uh, analysis. It's not the most comfortable, hmm, cozy situation <laughs> in all respects. According to the Bhagavatam description, there is some suffering for the for the, uh, the, the the child in the womb, but but the overwhelming beauty, if you will, and uh, of the one one couple wanting to become two or three, however you want to think about it, extend themselves, the mother to extend herself, father to extend himself as a uh, as 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 an another that is one nonetheless this is a joy considered the joy of the world in many respects hmm? 
and it overshadows whatever suffering there may be to the extent that we don't tend to think of it as a suffering situation. It's often depicted as so comfortable and nourishing, the position in the womb, and so on and so forth. So, anyway, if the jiva, if the soul, if the child, the fetus suffers in the womb, who will, if, he do, if he does, if she does, who will blame the mother? Hmm? So, if in the, in, in, as a, as in that, an inevitable consequence of the one becoming many, there's some small period of anadi karma. Yes, it's a small period of anadi karma, beginningless karma. Beginningless sounds like a long time, but um, if we contrast that with the avatara of Mahavishnu, the descending of Mahavishnu into the world to remedy the situation for the suffering jivas again and again and again, how many times does the avatar, how many times does he descend? Asankhya, the Bhagavatam says. It gives a short description of some of the avatars and says they're limitless. It means to say that the, the compassion of Mahavishnu is limitless. Hmm? His love for the jivas, whom he's directly related to, whom he is the source of, the one becoming many, hmm? is unlimited. He appears again and again and again to to remedy the situation, to give them the opportunity for, for bhakti that they might meet their maker. Hmm? So, having done so, met their maker, and take, taken advantage of that, then that whole of anadi karma is like the suffering in the womb. How quickly it is forgotten, if thought of it at all. Hmm? How often do we think of our time in the womb? That is how often you will think about your material life <laughs> once you enter into Krishna Leela. Not at all. Hmm? Hmm. The very thing that remembers it, the chitta will be completely um, chitta, darpana marginam, and more. Hmm? Chitta brittis that constitute such possibility of remembrance of the suffering in the room will be nirodha, removed, and more. Hmm? Replaced with bhakti, hmm, bhakti vritti, sudashatva visheshatma, prema suryam susamya bhakti. The ingress in a prominent way, in a prominent sense of this uh, surup shakti. This is the meeting then, the f- constitutes the formal meeting with Krishna. Hmm? That causes him to come to the world, so to speak. Hmm? Uh, directly. So, what is the prospect of him, coming, of, him, of him coming directly simply for the suffering of people in Kali Yuga? Hmm? But Advaita, as Mahavishnu, is concerned with them. Then we might ask, what is Advaita doing in the material world? <laughs> what is Advaita doing appearing in the, in, the, in the Kali Yuga if he's Mahavishnu? Hmm? Well, it's a time for empathy, Kali Yuga. Then again, there are many Kali Yugas. Does Advaita appear in every Kali Yuga? No. Indeed, the common understanding is, and there is considerable scriptural support for it as well, that the there is no Yuga avatar in Kali Yuga. Maybe that's just how bad it is. Even God won't come. Hmm? The epithet Triyuga in this regard comes to mind. It's cited in a number of places. It's cited in the Bhagavatam. 
It's invoked in the Mahabharat, Vishnu Sahasranam. Hmm? Triyuga means three yugas. So the Vishnu is characterized by appearing in three yugas. However, there is a time that is very special in the world in which Krishna appears briefly as the Rupa Goswami's verse that we're discussing says, or per the explanation of Krishna as Kaviraj, once in the day of Brahma, the long time, anarpita chirat, charim chirat, karuna abhatina kalo, rare appearance, he says, that this, this verse speaks about, is the once in a day of Brahma, every whatever, it is eight million or billion, trillion, 600,000 years or something like that, long, long time. Once in the day of Brahma, Krishna personally appears. Hmm? Just prior to the Kali Yuga, just at the end of the Dwarpa Yuga, at the at the Sandhyam, at the kind of the the the, do, the 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 dusk of Dwarpa Yuga, the dawn of Kali Yuga, hmm? he appears, and right after that, in the in the following Kali Yuga. There is an, a, a yuga avatar, an avatar, a descent of Krishna, of, of God in the Kali Yuga. It's not Mahavishnu. The yuga avatar comes through Mahavishnu. Hmm? The yuga avatar is a lila avatar in a sense that he's performing lila in the Vaikuntha and he comes to the material world as, a, as an avatar. Hmm? So the yuga avatar is coming through the Mahavishnu. And here we have Mahavishnu is present in the, in the world in the form of a devotee. So this is a very special Kali Yuga. What would Mahavishnu be doing in the world in the form of a devotee? We have a, a long explanation of why Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into the material world, why he descends. But why would Mahavishnu come? Well, we know, of course, that Krishna appeared in the world in the Dwarpa Yuga preceding that Kali Yuga that, that Advaita is appearing in. And we also know that Mahavishnu got to have the darshan of Krishna and Arjun to witness their pastimes on earth in a way that um, even Narayan from Vaikuntha does not have the opportunity. In fact, the people of Vaikuntha are said not to know about those pastimes of Krishna. That would, uh, they know some semblance of them. So I was saying that uh, here we have a Kali Yuga in which Mahavishnu is personally present. Hmm? It's not that Mahavishnu appears in every Kali Yuga or any, any Yuga. He sends avatars, hmm? From Vaikuntha, they come, I should say, faces of Narayan, they come through him to the world to teach the Yuga Dharma. So what is Mahavishnu doing in, in the Kali Yuga? We know why Krishna appears as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Why does Advaita appear? We know that uh, in this regard, we know that Krishna, when he did appear, Mahavishnu had the darshan of Krishna and Krishna Leela on earth. 
in a way that uh, the darshan of Krishna and Krishna Leela is not available even in Vaikuntha. It says that the people of Vaikuntha don't really know about that Krishna Leela. They know about a semblance of it that is performed sometimes by Narayan on Janamastami, for example. In Vaikuntha on Janamastami, Narayan will appear as Gopal and his devotees will see some vision of, of Krishna Leela and so forth. And up possibly on other occasions when he so chooses to reveal that face of himself. But that is not the Brajlila. Hmm? That is a similar, a kind of a facsimile of that. Hmm? That that upon witnessing does not disturb the bhava of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Hmm? Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, the, the very pillar, or the foundation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism's tattva, Siddhanta, this is a disturbance in Vaikuntha. This phrase, that is, there are no ears for that in Vaikuntha, that Krishna is the source of Narayan. Hmm? And of course, that understanding that and embracing that is fundamental to experiencing the bhava of the Brajlila. Ahamsarvasya prabhavo matasavam pravartate iti matvabhajante mam buddhabhava samandita. We have to know Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God in order to engage in the kind of bhajan that will eventually allow us to forget that Krishna is the personality of God, the, the, the source of Narayan and so forth. So, uh, so when Krishna, the point is, when Krishna appears on earth and performs his brajali, that's very extraordinary, even from the vantage point of, of Vaikuntha. Certainly, for Mahavishnu, who presides over the world, that is the, that, that is the time of times for him. Hmm? Because... Ekala Ishwara Krishna are Sabritya. We're talking about God, Mahavishnu, but Ekala Ishwara Krishna. There is one Ishwar, our Sabritya. And everyone else is a servant. That means Krishna is the Ishwar, and everyone, even Mahavishnu, is the servant. Even the other forms of Godhead, the incarnations and so forth, they all desire aspire for, they have in them some ego of serving Swami Bhagavan. Hmm? So, Mahavishnu has got the service, if you will, of overseeing the material world, manifesting all of us and so on and so forth, being the medium through which, through, through, through whose compassion for the world and that which he's in touch with and thereby more readily has empathy for that situation. Hmm? If you have experience of a thing, if you're close to a suffering situation, it's more easy to have empathy for it. If you're very distant from it, like Krishna, absorbed in prema madurja, suffering of the conditioned souls is maybe a little harder to relate to. Through his medium, through his expansion, through his avatar of Mahavishnu, however, he has immense compassion. Hmm? And this avatar, when Krishna appears in his world, this is the, this is his. It makes his day so to speak. Uh, it is described in the Bhagavatam how just to get a closer look and bring him up to his Vaikuntha planet within the material universe that he presides over, Mahavishnu intervened in the world <laughs> and in Krishna Leela such that Krishna and Arjun would, would come to his planet and he just said, I just wanted to get your darshan. Om Krishnaya Namaha. 
That's the event in Dwarka where the Brahmin's sons kept disappearing, disappearing, and the Brahmin said, what kind of Chhatris are you? I'm a religious person, and my sons are being born, and uh, they're disappearing. You Chhatris aren't protecting, so Arjuna made a vow to, that he would protect, and then another son disappeared, and so he was going to kill himself as per his vow, but Krishna said, wait, I'm not going to allow that. You come with me. And went to the source of it, and there were all the sons, and and Mahavishnu, and he just basically said, I just wanted to get the close-up view of you. Your leelas are very extraordinary. This is the the the, the statement of Mahavishnu. Hmm? So, Krishna then leaves the world. Hmm? Mahavishnu's fixation is all in the world where Krishna has performed his pastimes. It's understandable he might be motivated to come to the world hmm? in, the, in, the, in the following Kali Yuga, immediately following. Krishna just leaves hmm? and Mahavishnu incarnates hmm? as a devotee hmm? of Krishna, hoping to make a, make a reappearance, it's something like that. Hmm? And, and he's performing Sankirtan, where the Lord is said to be present more than anywhere else. So, hum vaikuntha, uh, what is it? Hum vaikuntha, hum vaikuntha tishtami. Uh, anyway, I'm not in Vaikuntha, he says. I'm not in uh, Yoginam Hridayeshu Va. Neither I'm in the hearts of the yogis, O Narada. But uh, wherever my devotees are chanting my name, that's where I'm present. Hmm? So Advaita, performing Sankirtan hmm, with a small group of devotees, he thought, there's opposition to this. There's so much impiety in Kali Yuga. There's so much opposition to this that that I want Krishna to appear, but Krishna doesn't appear. There is no avatar in Kali Yuga. This is how we reason. Hmm? The religious practice is that Sankirtan of the name. He's present in the form of his name, indirectly, but we need him directly present. And of course... This is just prior to Mahavishnu having that darshan of Krishna. So he's <laughs> eager to have it again. So he thinks that I've got to somehow bring Krishna. It's not even in the scriptures. The basic, superficial, uh, ostensive uh, uh, understanding of the scripture. Krishna doesn't come in a Kali Yuga. Of course, we know he does in a special Kali Yuga and so on and so forth. So he thinks like this, I've got to bring him somehow. This is Leela. Hmm? The thinking of Advaita, of course, is eternal moment. It's always going on. Hmm? That feeling, that's one feeling within him, a prominent one. It's always happening. Hmm? Time passes in this world and comes in connection with that. Hmm? In case you wonder, well, does every Kali Yuga he forget and he comes back again, and you know, or every special Kali Yuga... It means it's an eternal moment in the life of, 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 of Mahavishnu. And time catches up with that moment. And when it does, we record it as it, as it happened then. Hmm? So this side of Mahavishnu is what we, we also become acquainted with. You see, it said when Krishna descends, then all the avatars come within him. At Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself coming. It's a special, extraordinary appearance. It's a sequel, kind of encore appearance. Hmm? How close, by the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, do we get to the person of Mahavishnu, who he is, and what he's about? 
we become we get closer to him than we could in any other method of worship of God in any other time, in any other age, any other particular spiritual practice. This is how an, an example of how ch- worshiping of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu this is the most comprehensive form of worship. Hmm? Any other aspect of Krishna's life manifest in any other avatar that you want to get acquainted with, you can become more acquainted with that through the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than any other direct method, as it would appear, of worshipping him, hmm? of that different avatar. Shiva Tattva, for example. We, there's, no, there's no other practice, there's no other discipline that will, spiritual discipline, that will get you closer to what Shiva's about than the worship of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Krishna Sankirtan. Indeed, here Shiva, Maha Vishnu. Maha means Shiva. Vishnu means Maha Vishnu. Hmm? He's, he's both. This is Sada Shiva. This is uh, 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 that place where Shiva and Vishnu become one. So by the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sankirtan, we become acquainted with the side, the, the inner kind of workings of Mahavishnu. Hmm? And here he has appeared in Kali Yuga as Advaita. Hmm? Try to chase after the Krishna who just disappeared from the world, whose darshan, of whose leela he's had in a way that he was not privy to uh, otherwise, not to the same extent. So he's kind of chasing after Krishna, if you will, and appears as Mahavishnu, as Advaita doing Sankirtan, and feels the necessity for, in, in the mood of a devotee now, that Krishna must come, his deity must come. Ekali Ishvara Krishna Arsa Britya. I'm also a devotee of Krishna. Krishna must come, but how can he come in Kali Yuga? Hmm? How is it possible? Hmm? He's called Triyuga. Still, I want him to come. He has to come. Hmm? This is what's percolating in the heart of Advaita. So where do, what does he do? Where does he go with this? Hmm? He goes to the Tantra. Nana Tantra Bidhanena Kalovapi Tatashrinu. When it's describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srimad Bhagavatam says, prefaces the description of him in the 11th canto, Krishna Varnam Tisakrishnam Sango Pangastraparshadam Yagnai Sankirtana Prayar Yajantihi Sumedasa. This is a verse of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describing the special appearance of Krishna in Kali Yuga, special Kali Yuga avatar and so forth. Prefacing that, the Bhagavatam says, See. Prefacing that, Bhagavatam says that the avatar of Kali in his special Kali Yuga, he will be worshipped in accordance with the injunctions in the Tantra. Nana Tantra Vidhanena. Gaudiya Vaishnavism is very much informed by the Tantra, the Nard Pancharatra, the Pancharatric literatures, and so forth. Our uh, deity worship the meditations, the dhyan and so forth, uh, the mantras, all coming from there. 
it's it's a somewhat of a feminine side to the revealed scripture. So understandably, we'd go there, given that given that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is imbued with the feminine feelings and sentiment of uh, Sri Radha. So Advaita, in order to fulfill his ambition hmm, to bring to do the impossible, which seems to, on its face to contradict scripture, to bring Krishna, not, not only to bring a Yuga avatar, but to bring Krishna in the place of the Yuga avatar, in a Yuga where there's no avatar. Hmm? But he's Sumedasaha, as Bhagavatam says. In Kali Yuga, Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshnam Yagnai Sankirtana Prayajanti Sumedasaha. Sumedasaha means intelligent people. People equipped with sufficient Sukriti, Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti, they can think theologically in a way that enables them to understand, embrace, participate in uh, uh, Krishna Sankirtan in Kali Yuga and thereby worship the, the, the Yuga avatar. Hmm? This who made us a... Turn it back on Facebook. Lost him again. We find hmm, in Advaita, he turned to the Tantra Scripturally wise, hmm, theistic thinking, he turned to the Tantra. There he found a verse in the Tantra. Hmm. He drew a verse from the Tantra. And that verse said what? That Krishna, if Krishna is worshipped with Tulsi and Gangaljal, then he sells himself to that devotee. That devotee who worships him with water from the Ganges and Tulsi, Krishna becomes purchased by him. So the wise Advaita, sufficiently Sukritivan, possessed of uh, theistic intelligence, which is a result of, of bhakti. Hmm? This can come in us, can grow in us. He turned to the Tantra, as Bhagavatam itself advises for Kali Yuga worship. Nana Tantra Vidhanina Kaluvapapita and there he drew a verse. Perhaps go to me a tantra. Worshipping Krishna with the Ganga Jal and Tulsi, that purchases him. So he took the Shalagram. Generally, we think of Shalagram as the Narayan, but he worshipped him as Krishna. Some people may ask, how can you worship Babru here, Babru Dasi worships Shalagram as Krishna. So they say, how can you worship Shalagram as Krishna? Advaita did it. Hmm. Uh, we find uh, 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 Gopal Bhatta Goswami did it also. The conception with which one worships, that is everything. Hmm. Can you hear me? They can. It seems like oh, they lost. It's not working very well. Anyway, so <laughs> so so he worshipped the Shalagram with uh, with Tulsi and Gangajal, and he let out. It said a roar, hmm? 
loud roar, calling to, to, that pierced the Vaikuntham and so forth, went to Goloka, and Krishna, absorbed in his prema madurja, hmm, had to hear the compassion, the, the compassion behind the roar of Advaita. Sometimes that compassion, of course, can take the form that appears uncompassionate. He was upset with the people of Kali Yuga. I think Advaita was a little concerned that if I let loose here, there won't be any people in Kali Yuga left. The way I would deal with impiety, hmm, as I have in my other avatars, as the Yuga avatar, isn't sufficient to deal with the measure of the impiety that we find in, 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 in Kali Yuga. Hmm? That's why I don't usually come, something like that. So if I deal with it personally, well, my methods are different. Hmm? I'm not imbued with prema madurya. I'm not overflowing with this. I'm not oblivious to, um, to the suffering of others, so to speak, by Krishna's to an extent, and, and just uh, uh, gives praying to anyone and everyone. I'm not oblivious to the, to the, to the uh, uh, qualifications of others. I'm aware of the qualifications and disqualifications of others. Hmm? I'm not a suitable person to deal with the situation. If I let loose here, I'll show my anger why people aren't following hmm, the Yuga Dharma and um, I, I may des- destroy them all in the process. <laughs> Softer dealings have to be done. I'm compassionate. Hmm? But sometimes compassion has this stern side. You know, your compassion. They said it said, "Spare the rod, spoil the child." So sometimes the compassionate mother has to chastise the child. In Krishna, we in Krishna, Brajendranananda Krishna, we don't find this kind of chastisement. We do not find it. Hmm? There is no such chastisement on the part of Brajendranandan Krishna. Hmm? He doesn't get the cows to move by hitting them with a stick. Never. Hmm? We may have to do that a little bit. But, but Virjananan and Krishna doesn't poke them with a stick to get them to move. He completely controls them and all his devotees by melting their hearts. Indeed, he has come under the, their control. Krishnas Kaviraj makes the point in explaining this verse that actually makes it explaining the next verse which in which he segues from the Yuga Avatar descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the external reasons for his descent to the internal reasons. There's a, a verse that he kind of moves between the two, the following verse. In explaining that he says, just as when Krishna comes in the Dwarpa Yuga to taste and share the Braj Prem, he does not kill the demons in Vrindavan, but the Vishnu inside of him does that. Vishnu inside of him kills Putana, the Krishna in him gives her Vatsalya Rasa. Similarly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming. 
to 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 one side of him is to give the yuga dharma. Hmm? There's another side to him. We're not going there today, but that side of him, lost in the love of Radha, exploring its possibilities and, and trying to taste that and so forth. This is the esoteric reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. Exoterically, he comes to give the Yuga Dharma. That's esoteric nonetheless because, well, it's Krishna coming to give the Yuga Dharma. It's Krishna in the role of the Yuga Avatar, arranged by Advaita, and Krishna happens to be Krishna. So what, what does he have to give? Krishna will not give what Vishnu gives, what Narayan gives. He gives what he has. And what does he have? He has the wealth of Krishna praying. Hmm? So suddenly the Yuga, Yuga Dharma becomes combined with the distribution of praying. Sankirtan in Kali Yuga is not necessarily going to bring you Krishna praying, but Sankirtan in this Kali Yuga, hmm, where the Yuga Dharma has been woven together with praying, like a wreath, Krishna Das says. And is being, and, and Krishna and Chaitanya is placing some of this over the head of his devotees. Whoever will take it, whoever will take it. Hmm? This is a very special dispensation. Hmm? Advaita calls him through this worship, this tantric worship, appropriately. He hears the call from his Prema Madhurti, he hears the, the compassion of Advaita, and he comes. And it happens, just it happens, <laughs> to coincide with his own introspective moments, uh, considering the nature of Radha's love and so on and so forth. Hmm? But, according to this verse, we are only speaking about the external reason. Therefore, Kaviraj Goswami completes, finalizes, uh, concludes, I should say, his discussion of this verse with the description, this description of Advaita and how Advaita is the cause of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's coming in terms of his distributing the, doing the function of the Yuga Avatar, distributing love of God everywhere. Hmm? This, is the, this is where the, the compassion of Advaita meets with the prema of Krishna and you get Mahabhadanyaya. Hmm? Mahabhadanyaya means, again, the, most, the, the fullest measure of magnanimity why is it the fullest measure of magnanimity? Because Krishna prema pradayate. Because he, he, because he's giving Krishna prema, and who's he giving it to? Anybody and everybody. If you give the highest thing to the most qualified people, that's understandable. If you give the highest thing to the most unqualified people, that's not understandable. You have to just kind of, that's beyond reason, that's beyond justice, that is mercy. Hmm? So, compassion, mercy, Krishna has in one sense, in no uncertain terms, and we can access it through Advaita, through the general compassion that Advaita has, combined with Mahavishnu's necessity for the darshan of Krishna that he just had previously in the previous Dwarpa Yuga that he's chasing after in the form of appearing as a devotee in Kali Yuga, looking for him, so to speak, in Sankirtan, where he's said to be in Kali Yuga, in Nam Kirtan. But he wants not only the, the Nam of Krishna in Kali Yuga, 
He wants the actual form of Krishna, Sakshat Brajendranandan, Krishna himself to come hmm, to remedy the situation because, as I say, as Advaita, his remedy to the situation will be to show compassion, but it could take the form that compassion sometimes t- takes of wielding the rod of chastisement for the people of Kali Yuga, and there might not be anybody left. Hmm? But Krishna's way of, of giving is different. He ignores entirely the qualification of anyone or the lack of qualification and just gives brain. He's in his own world in Krishna Leela, completely overwhelmed by the prem hmm, of his devotees. If he comes out of that world, hmm, descends here, even in the context of being within it and with his devotees, nonetheless he's in proximity, so to speak, to the world and the, the general conditioned souls, still this is what he has to give. This is his life. So he gives this. He gives it. He gives the compassion in a very soft way. Therefore, what it said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't look for qualification. Whoever, whoever he came in contact with, he gave it. Hmm? Like Saputana and, and, and more so, the example of Jagai and Madai that Nityananda wanted to pull out and showcase to the world. Hmm? So Advaita is very wise in his uh, calculation how to bring Krishna by going to the Tantra. The necessity for Krishna over himself, although he's the source, of the, the medium, I should say, through which the Yuga avatars come, he's personally present, why he's there, hmm? and, and how he reasons wisely Krishna has to come in order to remedy the situation and how to bring Krishna about. Hmm? In this way, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has really placed this verse of Rupa Goswami as his benediction verse, and he has called our attention in doing so to uh, Advaita, who should never then, we can understand, be minimized in any way. His position is so significant with regard to the opportunity that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. This Yuga Avatar aspect through which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distributes Sankirtan and gives the opportunity for Prem, this exoteric uh, aspect of his descent, we have to pass through that in order to understand, participate in, take part in, experience his internal reasons for descent. Hmm? And so Advaita is the medium. Advaita is, is the way. The one became many. And yes, there's some suffering in the world. But see the measure then, we find out through the worship of Gore, of the compassion of Advaita hmm, for his children, so to speak, and their suffering in the womb. It reaches this kind of a pitch, at least every now and then. Hmm. And how much then, as I, as I say, does that outweigh the, 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 the anadi karma, which sounds like unlimited Anadi karma means suffering since, really, since time without beginning. How much is it outweighed? It's so overshadowed that it can only be compared to, as I say, something like the mother is never thought to be blamed for the suffering, if there is any, of the child within the womb. Hmm? We don't have any court cases for that or any, 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 any hint of that. So he, he gives birth to the many and he gives them the opportunity for Krishna Bhakti and every now and then he gives them the opportunity for Krishna Bhakti that is uh, has never been heard of for a long, 
hasn't been heard of for a long time. It's inconceivable that it's even available. It's unknown, even in Vaikuntha and so forth. So again, this, the compassionate heart of Advaita reaches its zenith. We become, we, it's, it's, a, it's a fully compassionate heart. This Mahavishnu, he, this, this is a, kind of the low end, the lower rung of the ladder of love. Compassion is thought to be the higher end of the ladder of love, but it's in one sense the lower end compared to the Ujjwal Rasa, the Ujjwal Prem of, of Krishna and Krishna Lila and so forth. Advaita represents that, but here in Gorlila we find the height of that compassion. Hmm? And of course, we can also say, I suppose, that that compassion does, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not absent in that Krishna Prem, it's carried into it, like every step of the ladder goes with it and so forth. So the sense of union that the Lord has with his intimate devotees. This is kind of part of compassion. As I said, he comes for those sadhakas who are in Surup Siddhi to take birth in the world. There's a oneness that, that compassion is about. Compassion and empathy is about becoming one with the person and identifying with their sensibilities and so forth. So it's also present in a, in a higher sense in Krishna Prem, but in another sense, it's the low end of the ladder of love. It's often seen in this world to be the high end of love because the ordinary manifestation of love is provincial. It deals with my wife, my husband, my children at the cost of loving everybody else's wife and children and, and every other thing and so all the, the entire animation, universal love, whereas compassion takes on, starts to take on a godly quality, a transcendent quality where you're transcending your own limited experience, identifying with the experience of others and going there. And so it's, it's, it's considered the high end of love and it takes one in, in, a, in, a, in a kind of, in a, whether you're theistic or not, it takes one in a kind of a transcendent situa- uh, direction, transcending the, the provinciality of uh, family love, for example, hmm? to National, national love, universal love, and, and so forth. It's a growing of the, of the self, of, of love. And this, as I say, by comparison, if we understand it properly, is the low end of the ladder of love that is placed before us in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is all about. You can say it begins with the compassion of Advaita and it ends with Radha's love for Krishna that Krishna is trying to taste. Hmm? where what might be the zenith of spiritual love in some circles hmm, is the, uh, as I say, is the first step on, on, on the ladder in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And Dvaita is there firmly as that, uh, that step. We glimpse the fullness of his compassion, his compassionate heart in proximity to those who are, he is the source of who suffer as an inevitable consequence of small units of consciousness being in touch with the bigness of material nature, unlike himself, who's big and cannot be eclipsed by material nature, we can. His compassionate heart for us, our, he, our, he being our source, we, we glimpse the zenith of that in Chaitanya Lila. And so, 
uh, Krishna's Kaviraj brings that out in relation to this extraordinary verse of Srimupa Goswami. So with that, we'll conclude our um, off and on uh, here, as far as the video uh, experience, uh, choppy uh, discussion of Advaita Acharya. It's a little compassionate and concerned about those who aren't here. They might get the full experience. It might have taken a little bit away from the delivery. Forgive me for that, but that's my excuse. Are there any questions? One question is uh, the uh, Sri Yuga concept, because oftentimes it's spoken about the advent of Chaitanya that he does the, does the work of the Yuga avatar, and he's also Krishna coming. So some, sometimes it's presented that at other times there is a Yuga avatar in Kali. So I'm just contrasting that with. Ajari Lila is bringing up the point that sometimes it's mentioned that. That, there, that that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in place of the Yuga avatar, as if to say there is a Yuga avatar for Kali Yuga, and and so forth and so on. The this the um, the fact on that is it's very nebulous what's described in the scripture, and um, uh, we find even in places the Goswami saying there's no Yuga avatar in Kali Yuga. Uh, Advaita says it here through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami. He says there is no Yuga avatar in Kali Yuga. Um, um, in other places, it m- maybe Lochandas talks about it. I think sometimes I've heard the idea of Gornarayan avatar and so on and so forth. But I think that um, um, one of the uh, beautiful things about the Bhagavatam is its its pertinence. Hmm? So it really doesn't get into that. And when it speaks about the Yuga avatars, it really speaks about, if we, if, with regard to Kali Yuga, if we follow the verses successively in the 11th canto where the Yuga avatars are talked about, ka, the conversation between Karabhajanamuni and the Navayogendras, or Karabhajanamuni and, and uh, Marjnimi, Karabhajana is, is, is one of the Navayogendras, uh, the Kali Yuga that's talked about happens to be this Kali Yuga that 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 uh, that Krishna appears and doesn't appear in because he's in his disguised form and and so on and so forth uh, and if you study the language this is really what the what the verse uh, is about and even commentators some of the commentators have said when it appears to be speaking about Krishna it's really talking about the fact that Krishna appeared at the cusp. Hmm? of the Kali Yuga and the Dwarpa Yuga, because the verse can be interpreted to say Krishna appeared, shining like a sapphire, the dark Krishna, Krishna Varnam, Tusa Krishna. Hmm? And, uh, of course, he came with his weapons and the Sango Pangastra Parshadam and so forth. He's talking about Krishna appearing at the end of the Dwarpa Yuga, the Sandhyam, and just eclipsing slightly in the Kali Yuga and, and so forth. No mention of any other Kali Yuga Avatar. So I, I, I like to look at it like that, that Bhagavatam is speaking in a relevant way. I find, and I don't mean to dismiss you in any way with your question, but I find that kind of question rather um, not impertinent, but not, um, not, not pertinent. <laughs> I guess they're not exactly opposite. <laughs> or impertinent has uh, some connotations that, uh, that, that, that don't apply. They're not, it's not pressing 
It's not significant. It's a long time ago. Any other, um, even in any other Kali Yuga, here you are now. What's happening now? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared. This should be the emphasis. Don't worry about what happened in other Kali Yugas. And, and the question is often asked, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but the question is often asked as if to doubt whether Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually appearing. That hmm? Krishna's actually come. So that in a sense, we want to say, don't even entertain that. It's not, it's not significant. Hope you don't take birth in another Kali Yuga. Uh, 